Today, I have a very special guest on this podcast, a woman who I've had the pleasure and privilege of working with over the years and who has really got her head to the floor, listening to the heartbeat of what needs to be done related to communication in companies and organizations around the world. Isabel Payon is her name, and she has a lot, a lot of incredible insights and experience related to all things communication. In particular, she has extensive experience in change management and in communication with a career in multinational companies. The way she works is like an entrepreneur. She connects, she builds, she creates to improve engagement and trust and unity around common goals. She's a member of the board of the Swiss Association for Internal Communication, called ASCI in the French abbreviation. And she builds a strong community of professionals to advance internal communication as a strategic topic in our businesses today. So this woman is like a powerhouse of communication. She's irresistible. I have to invite her into this podcast. And in particular, I was working with her recently in November where she had me do a little workshop for her Swiss Association of Internal Communication. And that's where the seed for this podcast was planted. So I'm just so excited to introduce her to you. She's got incredible insights about communication trends for teams and managers for 2023 and beyond. So sit back, relax, indulge, grab a cup of coffee or another hot beverage and enjoy this conversation. I know I did. Here goes. Isabel, it's great to see you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much, Laura. Thank you for having me. I'm really honored to be part of your leadership speaking radio podcast. Yes. Well, I'm honored to have you here. And I've been looking forward to this conversation because there's so many cool things that we're going to pick apart today to understand what trends are, um, you know, going on for communications, for managers and everything in between. So let's start with a very simple question, which is what is a communication manager? You know, there are yeah, many ways, actually, uh, to define uh, the communication from a manager. One way is very traditional. It's when we speak about the communication between a manager and his or her team. Uh, but it's much more than that. In my view, the communication of a manager of a company is also with different agencies. So it can be with the customer, it can be communication with a journalist, it can be communication with the local authorities. So it's not only this pure internal communication. And you have, um, yes, these managers and the online managers at all the levels of the organization. So you have the senior leaders, but then it's all the managers who have a team and they need to drive the culture of the organization with their team. And to do that, they need to have to be effective in terms of communication. Exactly. And it seems like now more than ever, there's a huge demand on the communication skills of these managers from, as you say, different levels of the organization or the company or the institution even. And I'm really curious about what you're discovering in your research, in your world of what some of these trends are now that are predicted for 2023. Yeah. 
I agree, Laura. It's exactly this. We can what we can see it's a, an increase of uh, of uh, interest in uh, uh, communication from the managers. Also, especially I would say after now after the pandemic, huh? yeah. Because uh, because uh, I mean during the pandemic, when we think of the managers, I mean they have they are also employees. I mean like us. Huh? They, ha- they had to go through this pandemic. They have now to manage this hybrid new way of working. So it's it, it's not an easy task also uh, for them. And uh, what happened during the pandemic, it's that we had this tendency in communication to relegate the role of the managers to a secondary level. Because you remember the pandemic, Laura, what we've oh, done, yes. emergency. Oh, yes. I was in it. <laughs> we had to put in place some mm. quick solution to survive in terms of communication. So we developed all these webcasts, mm-hmm. all these new digital tools. And, and then at the end, we communicated to all employees and we forgot a little bit the, the, the managers. So now we are after the pandemic. And I would say that we are a very uh, important moment that we need to rethink the uh, communication of the managers because this is a part of a key trend of of, uh, communication. Yeah, that's fascinating. Now tell me some of those numbers. I'm a nerd. I want to know what are the trends? So the trends uh, this year and for the first time, uh, manager communication is a Priority. It's a key priority. If we look at the numbers and the survey, uh, state of the sector from Gallagher, uh, they have uh, interviewed more than 1,300 communication professionals globally. And uh, the main outcome is that in the three top priorities of communicators, we have the communication from the managers. So I'm really grateful. Uh, to to see these results because we know that without line managers, yeah, we would never drive uh, the change we want. Mm-hmm. So we say one of the three key priorities for these uh, communication leaders globally, and this for the first time. And if we dig a little bit into into the numbers, uh, what we see that out of these one thousand and three hundred communication professionals who are sampled. 81% of them expect more of people, managers in their communication. What I mean by that. Yeah, define that because I don't understand that. <laughs> what I mean by that, it's that uh, a line manager has different roles within one role. Right? He needs to manage uh, the, the budget of his team or her team, manage uh, the KPIs, uh, manage performance management. Man- okay, so he has a lot of, or she has a lot of different roles. And part of this role, there is the communication piece. Mm-hmm. So how this manager will link the strategy of the company to the job of the team members, for example. How is he going to communicate in a way that he will motivate or she will motivate the different teams. So okay. this is what we call all this uh, all this communication. So communication professionals uh, expect more. And when we look at what we are doing, actually, 
uh, we don't do so much and we don't do enough. Let's mm-hmm. take an example from this same survey. Two-thirds of managers say that they don't have access to a communication training. Oh, wow. So That's a see, lot. Laura, yes, we expect, but we also have a lot to improve. Yes. And what are some of the gaps there? You know, is it that there isn't communication training available or that it's not suited to what those needs are? Like, what are some of the holes, do you think? Ah, it's a, it's an interesting conversation. I think it's a mix of several things. First, again, uh, what we have done during the pandemic has some consequences today. And this is one. Huh? As I said, we have relegated uh, the managers at a more secondary level. So really focusing on the emergency that we had to manage in the companies due to the pandemic. So yeah. forgetting maybe a little bit the, the managers. And what is interesting also, it's that during the pandemic, we have communicated more for low employees and less for the managers. If we look again at, at this uh, at this survey and at uh, the results and looking at the different channels, how they, how, how they are used, how much and to which audience. Mm-hmm. What we can see is that the tools that we were used to have for the managers now are used for all employees. What right? does that mean? What is what is a tool? What I mean is that the, the tools like the digital, you know, like the webcast, town mm. halls, usually the companies they were using that, you know, uh, yeah, mainly for line managers. Okay. Communicate the strategy, the objectives, and so on. But what we discovered, it's now these tools that are used for all employees. So, and not anymore for managers. So we are, want, we are able now to reach everyone, everywhere at the same time. So we forgot a, a little bit uh, about the managers. So are you saying that now all employees are using web, webcasts and town halls, but not the managers? That doesn't make any sense. Um, what I meant by that is that this, uh, these tools were dedicated only to managers before. Mm-hmm, right. And now we include managers and employees together. Yes. So we don't need, we need less to have specific, uh, to have a specific, yeah, tools or channels for managers. But you know, Laura, so I don't want to minimize huh, all the work. Right that is being done by the communication professionals. I mean, in Switzerland, but I'm sure, of course, of course globally. Yes. Uh, because the, this uh, manager communications is also, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a specific topic uh, mm-hmm. that is not easy uh, also to, to develop within a company. And, Why? Because uh, you think that this, this is such a and, basic need for companies um, communication internally and externally. Why isn't there more rock and roll around this topic? Why isn't there, you know, more innovation, um, opportunity, training? Yeah. Why is this sort of? It feels like a kind of a dinosaur that is 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 crawling out of the swamp trying to survive. Like, what's going on here? I think that uh, what's going on, you know, it's so much easier to say I communicate to everyone. Yeah. At the same time, 
I am the VP of this organization or the president mm-hmm. of the organization. I gather everyone in a webcast and then I talk and it's done. Yeah. So True. it's it's easier, it's more visible also because we have more employees. But I mean, again, uh, it's always difficult to communicate some complex topics directly to all employees. So it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we should not do, do that, mm. but we, le- we need more than that. So we need these line managers, we need specific channels uh, for them, specific uh, communication tools. And Laura, to finish on that topic, when we have worked together on, on the town halls, yeah. Uh, if you remember, we were moving town halls, which were for all employees yes. in Europe, to a more dedicated and targeted town hall for managers. True, you're right. And it has been it has been a real success because mm-hmm. we moved from twenty percent of participation rate of about twenty percent to ninety. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's a really good example of this kind of in motion, in action, in real life. Exactly. And I'm curious too. I mean, you know, in my world, as you as you know so well, it's about content is one side of things, what you say, yeah. and then the other side of the equation is how you say it, hmm. the the delivery. Hmm. Um, and between those two things, between content and delivery, where do you think that? managers communication managers need the most work is it in both places is it one more than the other what's your opinion i think it's in both and in between okay so so it's yes it's about content because they need this content if we take the example again on communicating about a strategic initiative so they need this content and the company needs to have this content told in a consistent way. Yes. So content. Then, of course, we need the delivery being done with efficiency, but with authenticity uh, as well. Exactly. And there is this thing between hmm. it's how do we translate this content into something that is understo- sorry, understandable yes. and meaningful for the audience. Yes, and that's where the craft of speaking comes in. Uh, And certainly that's what I do for a living because I've seen some beautiful content that's been completely butchered (laughs) that basically, you know, is as good as dead when it is spoken by the leader or the line manager who it's been written for. Um, And that is for me, a tragedy of humanity that there is this, you know, heart and soul that goes into creating incredibly important, valuable content that would support a company, an organization, the employees, whoever it's for, but that it's butchered and and destroyed because the delivery is not taken care of. And it's not a skill, Isabel, is it? Where, um, you know, this is something that people are born doing. People are not born knowing how to use their voice so that they're you know, showing their emotional connection to what they're talking about. People are not born knowing which presence to be in, whether they are under delivering their presence, over delivering it, or just right. This is craft. And I honestly wish that we lived in a world where this craft of what I call leadership speaking was taught in schools from the beginning of, you know, a child's education, because this is, this is as important as, you know, learning how to read and write and do math. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Uh, so that's just me kind of waxing poetic for a second. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's so true what you are what you are saying, Laura. Even if again uh, we have improved a lot on this, uh, I think this 10 last years in terms yeah. of a manager comes. But that's true. And 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 the managers in organizations, they are mainly first they are technicians or yes. engineers, you know. Okay. Or, mm-hmm. uh, they, they are not good for good. They've not been trained or developed, you know, in communication. So when you are talking about the voice, how to talk to an audience, uh, I mean, they don't know what they don't know. They have mm-hmm. never heard, you know. True, they, they don't know this vocabulary uh, even. So, so uh, and uh, and so what what they know is that okay, they have to deliver some content. So be in this kind of mecha- top down mechanism, but this yeah. is not what we want today. That's not enough. I mean, mm. now what we want is this, yeah, two-way communication, and we want them to be more influencers. You know, with driving mm. change. But you can't do that, Isabel. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't be, you know, top-heavy as an influencer and not have this skill set. Sorry, summertime. Absolutely. It's like you can't be a swimmer and not have, you know, technique. You can't be an yeah. Olympic swimmer and, and have and not have technique which is hours of training exactly. and, and learning from, from coaches. So I'm surprised that there isn't a bigger ecosystem for um, training these managers in communication, mm-hmm. or maybe there is, and I'm just not aware of it, but it seems like there needs to be almost a, a battalion, like a an mm-hmm. army ready to support these new needs. Because as you say, from the trends that you read about, everybody's asking for more of it. Everybody needs more mm-hmm. of it. So there needs to be a, there needs to be a supply of that training somehow. Exactly. And I think that this is what, where we are going huh, now. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean, again, that we haven't done anything. For example, you were talking about the meeting that uh, we had in the Olympic Museum. Yes. And we have a, a great example given by one of our uh, members of the association, explaining how they have worked on that topic. First, defining the role of the uh, managers in terms of communication, and then training them. So there are some companies, uh, uh, I've done that also in some companies where, where I've been um, working uh, because I'm a strong believer in this kind of communication. So, okay, so we're getting there, but uh, I'm glad to see the results of uh, the state of the sector from Gallagher because, uh, because yeah, I think that this will, uh, this is really the, the outcome of these past years, and finally, we 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 will work on that. I uh, mean, really strongly. Yeah, that's exciting. And what do you think the world will look like uh, five years from now when <laughs> more of this, more of these interventions have happened, um, and communication has been buffered or you know increased for this audience? What's gonna what's what's your prediction of what that will mean for companies and organizations? Hmm. I think that uh, it's it's not an easy question, Laura. No, of course. <laughs> not an easy question. But I think that uh, in a few years from now, in the companies, which uh, will really take this topic very serious in terms of uh, development, in terms of system, in, I think that these companies will uh, also improve the well-being of their managers because for a manager when you don't know what what is expected from you in that area i mean then there is all this anxiety you know yes. that is 
created. So first well-being for them, then of course well-being for the teams. Yes. Immediately. And then it has also an impact on the reputation of the company. We were talking about the communication of managers as ambassadors of a company. And yes. it's all the reputation, you know, employer branding. It's uh, also in the in, in the environment of the of, of the the business or of the absolutely. Club. It's okay. even in talent, um, you know, attraction because if a company has a reputation of you know having strong communication uh, within teams with managers where people can feel trust and freedom to communicate yeah. and they listen to each other, then that makes the company or organization very attractive as a place to work for. So in a way, what you're saying and, and, you know, the summary I'm making based on what you've just said is it sounds like if this knowledge or if this skill set is brought in, um, everybody's going to benefit from the managers to the teams to the company itself. So this is a win-win situation uh, for everybody. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's agree. powerful. That's really yeah. powerful. You know, and one thing that I come across every now and then, not so much lately, which is a relief, but is budgets. Uh, prior Prioritizing training in communication skills hasn't been at the top of the list of things where the budget needs to go in many cases, at least in the last couple of years. And of course, I know, you know, companies were shrinking and trying to survive during the pandemic. Yeah. So I get it. But it makes sense to switch that now based on what you're saying with the, the, the results of that Gallagher survey, with the results of, you know, what you're talking about we need to start prioritizing this kind of training, don't we? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. we need to prioritize. And as communication professionals, we also need to beat the case. Uh, yes. Because we need to convince our organization that they need to invest in yes. uh, manager communication. Yes. It's also with data, with results, uh, with proof points that this is some that we can do that. You know, I remember... Uh, when I was in a yeah another company another example, uh, I was leading a, a change and a new change and communication strategy for a major IT change. Okay. Yeah. And so we did all what we had to do. You know, we deployed this change management methodology and resistance plan and the sponsorship model. I mean, all these technical <laughs> words. Uh, we developed internal communication, and but at one point, we were stuck. The results in terms of engagement that we were measuring every day were stable. Mm -hmm. So then we've decided uh, to engage all the line managers of the organization through roadshow. And, and I can tell you, Laura, that right after that, the improvement of Engagement were forty percent. Wow, or zero. How interesting. Right yeah. So, so for sure, we need we need the line manager. We need uh, this line manager be effective in terms yes. of communication. If Absolutely. Not, yeah. Absolutely, and let's not you know forget that this kind of self development or personal slash professional development is a really valuable. Uh, not gift, but contribution that a company can make for its employees, not only to you know serve the company later and the teams and the productivity and all that growth that will happen, but right, you know, it, it's it's a really nice 
yeah. thing for a, an organization or a company to do for its employees to say, you know what, I want to nurture this uh, in you and, and help you become the best version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you, because I, I, I come across a lot of different humans in, in the work that I do, you can imagine. And every so often I'll bump into somebody whose ego is so big their head is, you know, so large, ballooned on top of their shoulders. They think that they are the bee's knees. They don't need training. They already know how to do this. They don't want to be told anything. Mm -hmm. um, how do managers like that survive in, you know, in the context that we're talking about? Do people force them to have the training anyway? Like, <laughs> how, does, how does that work? Uh, so I, I know what kind of leaders you are talking about. Yes. Um, how do they survive? I would say that, yeah. It depends. I think it depends on, uh, yes, yeah, so there are these two pieces. Huh? So I would say leadership and technical. So, and I put communication within this leadership box, I would say. So sometimes when they are, it depends on the level also, I think, within an organization. And I think it depends also on this interpersonal relation that they are able, you know, to, um, yes, to create. And it depends on the number of people in the teams. But I believe that, you know, at a high level within the organization, when you can develop this really interpersonal, intimate, interpersonal relations, then you need, you need to, to, to be trained. I think that yeah. we see less and less. Okay. I would say that I see less and less leaders who are really, yes, who are really, I would say, at the yeah, low level in terms of uh, communication. But and that's good is, news. That's good that's, news. Yeah, yeah. But there, there is there, there is still a lot to do. And, uh, yes. Because there's something old fashioned about that, isn't yeah. there? That this these kind of moldy old leaders who yeah. who maybe think that you know they, that they don't need this training they've been doing it the same way for 35 years and everything's been fine and they've moved up in the organization and had you know bigger and bigger roles but there's something about where we are in the world right now the needs of humanity in terms of how to be spoken to the communication this authenticity this impact this human connection we need more of that and younger and younger people of course are joining the workforce uh different generations and somehow they're different from the the moldy old timers. Forgive me if if this if I'm really insulting <laughs> these people, um, but I, I just want to make that so, such a you know clear clear case because there there are these really old fashioned personalities, but somehow in the digital age of 2023 and beyond, they kind of we're sort of done with that. Like we're moving on. We got it. We got different perspectives now. We have different prerogatives of, of the kinds of leaders and their the kinds of skills that they need to have when they communicate with us as members of their teams or, you know, externally uh, to customers. What do you think about that? You know, what you're saying uh, makes me think of, uh, again, uh, of this survey. And uh, there, there was something also interesting. When I said before that uh, manager communication is one of the three key priorities. Yeah. Before, in these priorities there was the visibility of the senior leaders. Wow. Okay. And now this visibility is at, I don't know, place number five or six. So when you are talking about authenticity, they don't, I mean, employees, they don't expect, you know, to have this visibility of these leaders, senior leadership. 
No, now it's not what they're looking for. They're really looking for this communication done by their manager, meaningful, authentic, and so on. So they are looking for that, the human, they're looking for the human, More. not the, the demigod. Exactly, exactly. Right, yeah. exactly. And, you know, I feel like the TED talk uh, paradigm or the TED phenomena has really changed a lot in how we perceive public speaking, uh, where before public speaking, you know, leadership speak, this was behind a podium and there was a separation between the speaker and the audience. And there was this sort of like, oh, demigod kind of, this person is larger than thou kind of feeling. And then with the TED experience, that that simple red rug, seeing the whole body talking on that rug with the people on it who were delivering their talks, it, it, it changed. It began, it cracked open this old fashioned way of talking to big audiences and it made it more intimate and personal. Hmm. And we've been riding a wave since the dawn, I feel, of TED Talks in the early 20- 2000s. Um, we've been riding this wave of just getting closer and closer to who the person is. And, you know, I'm seeing leaders now who are becoming leaders because they've got really strong inter and intrapersonal skills. I'm seeing, you know, a, a different mm. toolbox of these, what we traditionally call soft skills, that these soft skills are really taking, you know, center stage for good leadership speaking, good communication skills, more than they were before. So there's a trend here that's that's shifting the power dynamic of what is important. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. I agree, Laura. I think that... Uh... Yes, this this is this is a trend as well, and uh, and this is the case in the way they communicate. So not only internally, and because it's our main topic today, but also externally. Yeah, that this is the same. That now with the new digital uh, worlds and and the digital tools. I mean, when you go on LinkedIn, uh, you, know, you see videos from uh, senior leaders, or I mean, even the posts. They are different than before. Yes. Much yes. more close to the to the audience. Some of them, some of them are still rather bad. There's still work to be done, <laughs> but at least it's going in the right in the right yeah. direction. All right. Well, changing gears for a second. Um, now that we can reach all employees everywhere in the world with our technology, do we still need managers to communicate? <laughs> Laura, yes. Yes, 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 yes. We still need uh, managers uh, be uh, good communicators within the organization because they drive this culture change, because they create this link between the strategy and the job of everyone, because they lead teams. Uh, So to do that, they need to be, uh, to have a good level of communication. When we say good, it includes all what we spoke about already, this authenticity, but also the clarity, the consistency, all these C's, you know. So, yeah, so for me, there is no, no doubt. Yeah. We still need them. I gave this example of this might, a major IT change. Yes, exactly. And, and, and this would not have been possible. I mean, this the success of this change without involving the managers of the organization. Right. And it's nothing that AI is going to take over anytime soon, right? Like, 
<laughs> AI is going to take over a lot. We're waiting. <laughs> yes. There's a wave coming. Is that going to is that going to affect this frontier at all? What's your prediction? Uh, no, at this stage, at this stage, it will not. What it where it can help it's to build uh, more to build content, you know and to customize the content to a new audience. This is a yes. way where, where, where it can help. But True. then, I mean, this human relationship, this uh, creating this togetherness, you know, uh, this is not something... Yeah, yeah. Not yet. <laughs> it's been, it's been I can't see that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I tell you what, uh, it's it's so refreshing because I live to build human connections like that. This is why I'm on this planet to help other people build human connections and your words and your predictions are music to my ears because I, part of me is thinking, Oh, finally, this becomes a priority hmm. at, at the leadership level of, of all companies and organizations. Finally, people are seeing the light that they need to get good at this skill of communication in, in all its different forms, content creation and delivery and all that gray area in between, all of that, finally, people can start to, to really optimize these uh, communication skills to serve their own personal and professional development, to serve their teams, to serve their companies. What are your final thoughts on this topic before we close it out? Hmm. My final thoughts would be a bit personal. You were talking about uh, uh, you, Laura, this human connection. And you know, when I've chosen to be a communication professional, uh, it was a few years ago, uh, I was a lawyer, actually. I studied law, and I decided to move to the comms world. And I did this choice because for me, I believe that if we are able to explain a decision within an organization, even a difficult decision, everyone can understand. So the way we explain the channel, the channels we use, and and uh, and here we were talking about this channel about the the line managers. So if we do that well, people can understand. So and then it makes the life of everyone uh, better. So for me, <clears throat> this line manager communication. It's critical in an organization. I've seen so much results uh, done thanks to that. So I think that it's the time now to to yeah to rethink and to rethink this uh, this communication to 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 continue to drive change. That's great. Oh, what a wonderful way to recap, and also you know to hear your personal journey about you know why you entered this field in the first place. If if I could just indulge for a little bit longer. I'd love to hear if you were speaking now, if the whole audience that was listening to Leadership Speaking Radio was a, a cohort of all the, the line managers and communication managers in the world, what three big ideas or tips or whatever you want to call it, would you have for them that you want them to know, that you want to tell them that is important right now? So let me think. Three things, you see. Yeah. So the first one is... What you call, I think, Laura, this me show to the we show. Oh, yes. It's not about you. It's about your audience. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> I, I've got to interrupt you. I have that written on this cup. 
<laughs> Go on, but yes, yes, yes. To me, uh, this is the first one. The second one is this uh, clarity. So when you talk to your audience, yes, it needs to be so clarity. And yeah, and the last one, be, be you. Be you. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that goes a long way. For everybody listening, I hope you feel something. And I like to say, if you feel something, do something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Isabel, this has been a really enriching conversation. Thank you so much for <laughs> your time, your heart, your insights, your wisdom. I really appreciate how candid we spoke about this topic. And I appreciate the passion that you have about it. So thank you very much for showing up here today. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. It has been a very interesting conversation. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thank you.